fucking do that. That's weird. Just yeah. don't touch your base. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to. Look at that. He's <laughs> blushing for God's uh, sake. Oh, my God. I've had a nickel for every time my parents told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and your vision's still great. Welcome to episode five of the Bourbon Boys. Kurt, thank you for hosting us tonight. Yeah, you bet. Good to be here, guys. We got the full gang. David, welcome. Hey, man. And Derek, as always. Yo. Thanks for taking care of the audio visuals. <laughs> so, you don't want to see the visuals. Let's stick with audio. Yeah, we'll stick with that. All right. Hope everybody had a good week. Uh, wrapping up this week. I uh, wanted to reflect back to the uh, tail end of episode four. We talked about national parks and driving with family and friends, doing some uh, cool sightseeing and memory making. And along that journey, we talked uh, about a yellow Volkswagen bus that's in David's garage or the shell of a yeah, yellow it's a shell right now. Yeah. So tell us a little story of how that thing came to yeah, be. Yeah, so I think I think I mentioned um, when I turned fifty, um, Sarah uh, surprised me with the bus, and it is a 1977 Volkswagen Camper. Uh, Westphalia model, so it's got the pop top, and it'll sleep four people, and it's got a refrigerator and all that fun stuff. But um, always wanted one. I've been a, a Volkswagen Porsche air-cooled guy for quite a long time, and my friend Bob had this one sitting around, and uh, Sarah was able to pry it out of his hands. So, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, haven't done a lot with it, just having moved to a new house. We're starting some remodeling, but I uh, hope to get into it pretty soon, but uh yeah, it's being a, a bus. The thing that gets me pretty pumped is being able to, you know, load the family in there, grab one of the daughters, and go on a camping trip, and you know, explore and get adventurous. So, what shape was it in when you got it? Um, it had been um, to a fella actually here in Mooresville who did a bunch of metal work on it, had some rust. Um, now it just needs kind of surface rust. It's got a brand new motor. I got to put the motor back in it and then Sweet. rebuild some of the cabinets and the. Hmm lamination you know started to pull back on some of those so we'll get uh we'll get it going that's awesome yeah. that's cool do you have a, a history with volkswagen yeah buses yeah not not with buses but definitely with be volkswagen. careful alton <laughs> hey, I, was, I was just gonna ask about that's the disco not, the lighting not, scheme you're going that might not be yeah. a story we want to hear <laughs> no it's interesting my dad um when I was little, he had a uh, 1965 Porsche 356, which mm. was a um, an air-cooled um, car. And then I also had a – my Aunt Diane had a Beetle that was air-cooled. And so I just kind of got into those cars really early. And then I think um, my second car when I was 17 was a 1973 Volkswagen Thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Which – was we'll only it. it was white it was only in the u.s okay. for two years they made it for 73 74 and in the mm. u.s you know they basically said there's this thing's a death trap it's out of here yeah, so. say, yeah, this is a bad <laughs> idea yeah, very yeah. bad idea but super cool awesome. super cool car that was um, the one that was completely angular like, yeah no, yeah nothing round on it yeah it and you could, like you could up metal. fold the windshield down exactly stamped out metal yeah the windshield would fold down doors would come off of it um oh, but it would it'd go anywhere it's like a jeep yeah yeah it was a ton of fun really that is fantastic so yeah, I'm not, so I'm not that, familiar with it. 
Do you remember the, um, if you've seen any old World War II movie, the yeah. Nazis, the Jeep they used? That, yeah. was, that was a Kubelwagen. Okay. And that's essentially what the oh. the thing was modeled okay. off after. Cool. So That's yeah. very cool. So this is a passion of yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the For a long time. <laughs> yes, it is a passion of mine. Yeah, and, cool. and again, it's kind of it's kind of rooted in childhood memories of, um, you know, hanging out with my dad. Every Sunday he would uh, take me and my sister to the 7-Eleven for ice cream sandwiches. And it was always in that car. And so I can, nice. I can you know, get in a Volkswagen or a Porsche and the smell, um, it just takes takes me back to a bunch of different memories. That's cool. Really quickly. That's so, really cool. Yeah. It's another P. Yeah. That's, uh, not, that's another P. No, oh, no, Porsche. No, Porsche. <laughs> there Definitely a passion point for me. Yeah. So, that yeah. is very cool. Love it. So with with passion being a topic now, we've uh, we've gotten started with actually making a pour. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. We've got a, uh, a few good trials tonight. Let's see. We've got uh, Wild Turkey Rare Breed. We've got Bullet. And we've got Angel's Envy. So right. let's start with a Bullet. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so I've got Bullet. And if you guys want to start pouring around, I'll give you a little backstory on Bullet. Um, Bullet is actually, it's, it's funny. Everyone claims to be the first bourbon. And um, this is claiming to be one of the first bourbons. It goes back about 150 years. Um, and there was this uh, uh, tavern keeper in Louisville, Kentucky. And his name was Augustus Bullet. B-U-L-L-E-I-T. I think it's often uh, misspelled. But um, he, uh, Augustus, created this mash blend where he you know, was creating bourbon and became this family history of, uh, of building out this bourbon. And then he went on a road trip and never returned. So he disappeared. And the, the story ends there with Augustus. But his uh, um, great-great-grandson, Thomas Bullitt, uh, quit his job as a lawyer in 87, 1987, to start it back up. So he got a hold of some of the bourbon and figured out the mash bill and took a, took a run at it. So it is in uh, Kentucky. It's um, you know, uh, distilled at the Billet Distilling Company. And uh, it's got a high rye in it. So I mm. think as you start to taste it, mm-hmm. you'll probably get a little bit of that bite. So if you guys want to taste it, um, let me know what you think. This one's coming in at 90 proof. Um, the mash bill is 68% corn, 28% rye, and 4% malted barley. And they've got four um, um, products being distilled. They have what we're tasting, tasting tonight is the, the, is the straight bourbon. They've got a 10-year, which is 91 proof. They've got a barrel strength, which is somewhere between 120 and 125 proof. Boom. So that will that will drive a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That um, will drive a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one's coming in at ninety proof, mm. and uh, it's thirty bucks a bottle, which is wow. really easy to get a hold of. It's mm. got this old medicine bottle mm-hmm. look to it mm-hmm. from uh, like an apothecary yeah. type store that and, you would uh, and kind of an old medicine taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, nice. I'm, I'm really oh, nice. curious. I'm really curious how you're going to like this one, Derek, because I know you're not a huge rye fan yeah and this one this one is in my cabinet and it's it's one of the first bourbons that i tried mm. and i remember uh, the the feel of it the spice the the, mm. the burn um you know on the nose it's got this sweet oaky spicy you know taste to it uh, i'm taking it with one rock and um 
the taste. I'm curious what you guys taste, but when I taste it, I get maple, get a little bit of oak, and another kind of baking spice. I'm not sure if it's in that clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, cinnamon space. You get a lot of oak. You get a, a lot, lot of oak. Out of this. Okay. Yeah. David, what do you got? How long is it in the barrel? Did you no, say dark? I don't. I don't know about that. I didn't pick that up. Hmm. Didn't pick that up. I'm guessing that minimum of five or six. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely oaky. Definitely oaky and spice. What do you think, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's. I almost feel like a char- like there's a burnt taste to it for me, mm-hmm. but. I don't know what the char is in the barrel that they use, but yeah, that's not that's not listed. Yeah, and uh, uh, but we can we can certainly figure it out and ask them. It's it's a lot smoother for me than I what I was anticipating it to be because of the rye. Yeah, the finish is long. Yeah, it's um, yeah. and then some of the reviews I read said that you you get like this long, full, toffee, hmm. taste. Uh, I don't. I don't get the toffee. I don't get the toffee, but it is yeah. a nice long finish. Yeah, and yeah. it is it is a spicy taste, a lot of flavor to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And I get the yeah. spice after. I, I don't I don't get it on the first sip. I don't get it on the second sip. It's kind of like it's after the after I you know swallow it. It is uh, then I get the spice. Then I get the the, the tingle on the tongue. Right. And what was the mash again? Sixty. So this is uh, sixty eight corn, twenty eight rye, four malted barley. So, yeah, it's that rye. So, it's that rye. That's, that's also a pretty low barley number. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that brings. Yeah, to I was just I was just expecting something really different. Yeah. I think it's maybe one of the one one of the higher ryes that we've tasted so mm. far. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but it's not. I wouldn't I wouldn't think of this as being a rye. No. But, but they do have a standalone bullet rye. Right. Mm. Right. Which is you know yeah you're going to get a lot more of that. That rye spice. I think the the warm the warmth of it, right? Just it does linger. Right? Yeah, that's what I. Yep. Yep. Interesting cultural thing. You know, in keeping with cars. Um, last year was the 50th anniversary of uh, the Steve McQueen movie Bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did a little bit of research on that. Um, San Francisco has made this Bullet its drink of the city. So they, oh, they, really? they have this event where you know people gather and it's it's classic cars. His was a, a 68 uh, Mustang uh, GT. Yeah, fastback. Mm. Fastback. In, um, of course. They, yeah. it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's in that Highland Green, which is, was hard to find and mm-hmm. you know, still reminiscent of that, that time. Mm-hmm. And recently, uh, Gas Monkey Garage reshot oh, yeah, the yeah. scene. So, For uh, Chad McQueen, yes. Steve McQueen's yep. son. Yeah. Yep. So in, in honor of the 50th, the car had gone missing for for quite some time hmm. so they couldn't get their their hands on that car right they they found an old one rebuilt it built it so he could actually handle all the jumps and all the the pounding it took back in 68 hmm. um and uh they up but they updated the chase car to a challenger uh scat pack that's right yep so they did it not not shot for shot but th- but it was a it's a good like eight minute video if you if you watch it on youtube um, they did a really good job recreating that that feel, and at the end, Chad drives it off into the the distance. Yep, mm. yep. kind of a salute to his dad. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I heard an interesting story about Bullet. If you look at the bottle, so the label is actually crooked. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if this is lore yes, is. or if this is a true story, but and I don't know if it was. Is it Augusta? 
Augustus. Augustus. So I don't know if it was him or if... 50 years ago. 1830. So maybe it was, but um, he could never get the label to go on the bottle straight. And that just became somewhat of an icon for the brand, I guess. So every bullet bottle of bourbon, the label is actually on the bottle crooked. I like it. I like it. It's a, it's a I think it's a great bourbon for mm. 30 bucks. Yeah, you can't yeah. beat the price. I think it's yeah. a great taste. Yeah. Um, and it makes me want to smash the bottle after. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I want to shoot or shoot it. Or shoot it. Or shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> or shoot it. Yeah. it is a great looking I bottle. I like it. All right. I think that's a winner there so tell you what why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and uh see what's next on the list sounds good excellent all right we're back gentlemen uh tell you what what do we go to next some of us are some of us are some of us are scrambling what do you guys want angels envy or rare breed crap make the call angels envy all right because Kurt's dying to try it. Kurt is dying to try it. And we are all here for Kurt. Because you really care, Dave. All right, I'll, you start pouring it up. I do care, Kurt. Did a little uh, digging into the backdrop of Angel's Envy. So I'll start off with the mash bill. Uh, 72% corn. So what do we expect? Sweet. Go sweet. A little sweeter. 18% rye and 10% malted barley. Uh, I saw a couple articles where in reference to that mash bill or those in that very close range um, a lot of reference to the, the traditional bourbon mash bill so i guess anything in that range is considered traditional and they're doing some fine nuancing to the uh, the recipe to to kind of make it customized or whatever so uh, another learning for us there uh, it's very kind of a golden more so than an amber look mm-hmm. if you see it it's pretty clear uh, golden um it interesting part of Angel's Envy, it's typically aged four to six years in the barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, their twist is that for the last six months or so, it's aged in a, a ruby port cask. Mm-hmm. So that's the uh, slick part of that. In a ruby port? Yep. Oh, cask. So, yeah. So okay. you, we should be picking up some of the fruit flavor potentially mm-hmm. from that. Yep. Yep. So we'll try that. Then when it is... Uh, bottled it is batched uh, eight to 12 barrels so a small batch bourbon mm-hmm. um so looking forward to trying that uh so i'm gonna pour some while you guys give it a try oh whoa that bottle has a tramp stamp on the back of it it's <laughs> honest to god seriously where the hell are you from well i you know exactly where i'm from you take the beauty out of everything well, yeah, I mean, it is a tramp stamp. It Look is not it. a tramp well, stamp. I don't know where you grew up. That's that, a tramp stamp where I come Okay, from. if that was a tramp stamp, it would be a totally different, like those wings would be spread. Show me yours, Kurt. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what kind of girls you dated, Kurt, but holy cow. Oh my uh, Let's get back to the bourbon. What's the, uh, so for those of you who can't see the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tramp stamp on the back. Go get one right there's now. Like, oh, is that, is that etched there. in? No. No. It's like a graphic silkscreen on the bottle. Yeah. Of angel wings, it's a yep. beautiful bottle, though. It's a really good looking bottle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got a pretty sleek look. It is. If you just put a little angel head on top, you'd have a little Christmas ornament. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Screw the tree. Hey, <laughs> Screw the tree. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> could make a tree topper out of that. So, uh, maple, maple vanilla. What are you guys thinking? The nose. So I will tell you when I when I took mm-hmm. a first kind of smell of it, I immediately was like, hmm, kind of smells like red wine. A little bit, which probably is the port. No, No, of course you don't. (laughs) 
You I, probably smell, I don't get that at all. You probably smell Parmesan cheese like the rest of hey. those dudes. No, I did. I, did I smelled a little bit of that, and maybe that's the port coming out, right? So I can definitely taste the port. I mean, the fruit. Yeah, you can taste fruit. it. Oh, yeah, yeah you can totally taste, taste it. Yeah. I kind of got like like a maple and vanilla on the nose, but then on the uh, drinking, definitely it's like a creamy vanilla. It's really... Uh, like a, well, maybe a little custard taste, maybe? Yeah. It's really smooth. It it's is very super smooth. Very smooth. Very sweet. What was the, the corn? How much corn? 72. Yeah. Yeah, very sweet. Very sweet. Be a good popsicle. Yeah. Nice long finish. Yep, I like it. So here's um, the... Uh, no, no spice though. I don't. I don't have no. any. I don't have any bite. Nope. No. But there's want, really low rind. Bit of it. So here's a little fun fact for your friends at the bar. So yep. we've talked about it before. The uh, angel share, the angels portion, is the last. It's the five percent of the uh, mm-hmm. spirit that's lost during the barrel process. Yep. So the uh, master mm-hmm. distiller in this case was a gentleman by the name of Lincoln Henderson who had a long career, but. Uh, he wanted. He was the one who wanted to try the port finishing of the the bourbon. Mm, okay. So he did it, and as they were finishing up the first few batches, uh, during one of his tastings, he looked at the gang and kind of said, uh, uh, "We finally got something that's a better deal than what the Angels got." Mm. Oh, so that's the name. Ooh, that's yes, the name yeah, Angels Envy. Angels Envy. We got like something that. better than the Angels got. That's cool. Smart. I like it. Yeah. Good what's job, the, Lincoln. What's the proof on that? You may have said it, but I... Uh, about 86, I think. 86 and a half. Okay. Yep. So, so. It, it gives it a little bit more of a... Maybe a full taste versus that high alcohol, high evaporation. Yeah. With a lower proof like that. It's good, though. It, it For me, it doesn't linger like the bullet did. So, I mean, the bullet really sat yeah, it hung on my palate and it hung right. on for a while. This, this dissipates a lot quicker, but... Super easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Yeah, this is super smooth. I wonder if for some folks who really like the bite or the spice in it, this might be too, it's not bland at all because it's very sweet and mm-hmm. tasty, but it's not a real strong taste. It, it doesn't punch you. Mm, right? Not at all. And to me, I think it was maybe episode two where we talked about um, for first time bourbon drinkers. Right. This may be a good one. Yeah, yeah I would I, agree. Yep. Um, you know, Actually, I disagree. Of course you would. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kurt, you're looking at that bottle. That is a tramp stamp. Okay, Dave. I'll let you go with it, all right? I just think it's a beautiful bottle. It is. A, it is a, Smuggled from Wisconsin in my suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I saw it this afternoon on the shelves in Moore's. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> because I got, right? It's like the we keep talking about oh, it. No, so I'm like, I'm bringing it, it home. And then I bring it home and you guys see it. So, yep. so start bringing home Blanton's and other things. I think the oh, go ahead. Yep. You take it. So what I just noticed though is the bottles are actually numbered. So this is um, batch number sixty-three Q and bottle number fourteen sixty-six, and it has a slot for being uncorked. So we have to we have to write that in. Oh, very cool. Not bad. Nice little novelty. I've yeah. never seen that before. Yeah. I'll write on all our Christmas ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's first Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I, what a going Christmas. back to the nose, I didn't. I can't smell anything on it. Like I, I don't know. I just. I'm just not. I like the taste of it. I. Th- I think it's to David's point. It's a great, probably introductory bourbon because it doesn't. Even just as you're bringing it towards your mouth, you don't have that. Yeah. Whoa, am I gonna? What's gonna happen? Am I gonna black out after this thing? Um, it, I just don't get a lot of that high alcohol, high yeah. octane. No. 
Um, but I can smell the maple, smell but or mm-hmm. almost like a brown sugar yeah. kind of. Yeah, I think if you can't, if you don't, if you don't get that um, big bite in the first taste, you're probably not going to smell it either, right? And it definitely, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Get a little bit of maple, and that's about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and very smooth. I think about a fifty dollar price point. Yeah, it was fifty one, okay. fifty one ninety nine. I think. Yeah, it's the bottle and readily available. <laughs> Shelf was stocked in Wisconsin. I can tell you. It's. I mean, it's. I, it, here it's kind of hit or miss. Okay. I mean, the guys at the store here this this afternoon were um, they were bragging about the fact that they had it. Yeah. So. Nice. They have a. Uh, I think it's an annual or seasonal, uh, seasonal uh, just by nature of the cycle. But I think in November timeframe they typically uh, release a cask strength mm. that's a little harder to get. Okay. So that may be something we keep our eyes out. I will be up there in December. I will grab some if I can. All right. Now, I've seen a few other brands go with a cask finish, too. Have we have we tried any of those? Like, the I know Jefferson's has, like, a finished at sea in a port yep. cask. Oh, David's yeah. pointing to rare breed. That's, uh-huh. a, that's a cask so finish, too? It is not cut with water at all. Yep. Oh. So it comes right out of the barrel. Huh. Okay. Okay. So tell me, educate me here because I don't know what that that means. So, so you which, want to which jump part? into? I mean, the okay. essence of it is there's two times that they adjust the proof or proof a bottle. It's when it's taken when after the distilling and they're putting it in the barrel. Okay. They'll sometimes cut it with water there, Got and it. then when they're pulling it out before bottling, that's the other way they adjust okay. the proof. As he talks about rare breed, it looks like he's going to talk about the uh, they skip one of those steps. Got it. So, okay. Can we go ahead and transition to that? Yeah. Uh, before we go off of Angels, is, are they independently owned? Are they owned uh, by they a are, larger? They were purchased a few years ago by the Bacardi Limited Company. Okay. So it was uh, family owned. Um, I don't know the exact date. until about 2015 or 2016 or so. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, That's part of the bummer. Yeah, part mm-hmm. of the Bacardi Limited. Uh, so. I like the story behind it. And, and going back to, I think, as episode one, you had the, you had one of the, first samples out of a barrel at mm-hmm. Woodford. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Bourbon Thief? Yeah. The Bourbon Thief. Kurt has no idea what we're talking about. No. I don't. I keep trying to get I'll just my shut nickname my mic off. The Bourbon Thief. Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> nobody's buying into that. So if you're looking for a nickname for me, it's Bourbon Thief. <laughs> we got another we nickname well. for you. We played it well. Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> that one I have heard. Yeah, for sure. L2. I think your wife's got a few names for you, too. She'll be glad to share. Just get on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So, do we want to talk about uh, a little rare breed? Yeah, let's do it. So, let's I know we we talked about uh, the bullet car and um, other car things, and kind of along the same lines with rarity and finding um, the new and different. So, this particular uh, bourbon we're going to talk about is um, distilled by Wild Turkey, aka the Kicking Chicken. Um, rare breed. And so, uh, a little history on Wild Turkey. They started in 1869 by the Rippey Brothers um, in Lawrenceville, Kentucky. They then sold in 1952. And, of course, as we've all learned um, in this industry, lots of mergers, acquisitions, sell-offs, consolidations, so on and so forth. Um, the Campari Group out of Italy owns them now. And they produce all kinds of different types of bourbon. Um, but the interesting thing about um wild turkey itself is that they're still kind of managed by some um very traditional kentucky distillers and frankly um well not frankly 
They are. Um, That's the Russells. Yeah, it's the right? Russells, and it, they're, the, it they're the only. They're the Jimmy only. Jimmy and Eddie. There yeah. we go. Stamp. They show up in every episode. They seem to, right? <laughs> the only father and son distilling team. Yep. Masters. Masters. Both masters, masters. Yep. in the world. Yep. As of 2015, that may have changed since then, but. Do you want to do you want to do this one, Kurt? You want no, to? that's okay, Dave. Go ahead. Okay, you got it. So, a little background on Rare Breed. Um, first released in 1991. Since then, um, there's only been ten other releases. Hence, the Rare Bird slash Rare Breed. Mm. Um, it is known as a powerhouse blend. So, uh, a lot of um, you know younger uh, distillers will take different blends, a six and an eight, until their own. Um, Bourbon has been distilled and, and, and kind of go with the blend approach. What uh, what Jimmy did here is take a 6, 8, and a 12. And so it, hmm. the 12 gives you a little bit more of that oaky flavor because it's been sitting on the wood a little bit longer. Yep. Um, he traditionally likes that, but um, somehow another figures out exactly when he needs to pull um, the bourbon out of the barrel to keep it from getting too woody, if you will. Hmm. So... With Rare Breed, um, it was really a response to Jim Beam's introduction of Booker's, which came out in 1998. The big difference here is that um, this blend has a 12-year, whereas Booker's mm-hmm. is just a 6 and an 8. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely um, – it, it kind of hits you like a brick um, when you taste it. it. It definitely pops right out at you. Um, and, and because of that, it's – been used a fair amount in cocktails so that you can still pull together the uh, the bourbon flavor and it's not overpowered with whatever you're mixing it with but um you know i've had it straight i tend to like stuff that's a little bit um a little bit spicy and this Mm. has definitely got that yeah um when you look at the mash bill it's 75 corn so it's got it's got the sweet piece to it it's also 13 percent rye and then 12 barley um the big thing is that it's not cut back by water at all Mm. so it's full cast strength Hmm. Wow. Um, so, so um, I'm I'm smelling toffee, ish. Yep. Yeah, good call, good one. Yep. Mm. Okay. Maybe, maybe anybody I just else can't smell anything tonight? I don't know. I'm I think you need to check your smeller. Yeah, maybe it's the allergies. Well, your eyes bulge after that first drink. I, you might have uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have burned something out over there. Was that the, was that the brick? The brick hit you. <laughs> that was when you said brick hit. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. And it did. It is a. It is a very. Full. I think it is of the ones we've had so far. Maybe the fullest, like complete round, steady, consistent from the first sip till till the the finish. Like, yep. yeah, it is. It's good. I wouldn't say it's like. I don't it like does, it. Doesn't it doesn't overpower you, but it is that will wake you up. Yeah, it's a man, it's a man's it's a man's bourbon. Then that's I'm okay with that, but okay. I don't like it. Yeah, really? No, nope. like too too full. Um, I don't, it, it has like the aftertaste for me is not, doesn't taste good to me. What do you, what do you, what do I'm you, I'm seriously not making this No, I know, seriously, but, but in the finish, what do you, what do you taste in the finish? Um, like I don't want to describe it like this, but it almost had like a, like a hint of rustiness to, to it for me. Hmm. That could does, be the, it that, does have metallic. Yeah. I, I so metallic. I just taste. Ooh, metallic. I like that. Yeah. I don't like that, but I like that. So um, let's just run through some of the um, the specs on this. So the color for you guys that can't see, it's kind of a rich copper. Very rich. Um, Yeah. We've talked talked a a little bit about the... (laughs) Jeez. 
We talked a little bit about the nose. So definitely um, toffee. I think you Ooh. hit on you hit on early, Kurt. I'm getting um, good at this. Uh, brown sugar, oak char. Ah. Um, the taste is definitely sweet and spicy. Um, probably, mm. I don't know. I, for me, the spice definitely cuts through, but the the sweetness of it, um, for sure. creamy mm. vanilla, honey, caramel. Mm. Um, Let me try it again. Try it again. You know, so, so, I kind of got like a tobacco undertones. Yep. And having been a fan of tobacco in my younger years, I, mm, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, Kurt, what you may be tasting I some of that. I still don't like it. All right. What you may be tasting in some of the finishes, uh, a little bit of black pepper, maybe, kind of leathery, uh, clove. The pepper, I can kind of, yeah. I am, on the second taste, I'm, I'm feeling it, but yep. still not feeling it. Okay. Well, keep Sorry, drinking. guys. Keep drinking. No, keep drinking. Yeah. Just keep Give drinking. me something I like. I mean, like, we, why we, should I keep drinking something I don't like? Did you go over the proof? It is a strong. It, I mean, it, it again. It, it's one hundred sixteen point eight. So holy crap! That's yeah. another thing from mm-hmm. the um, small batch single barrel is you get the point eight in that rather mm. than it's one hundred sixteen proof. That's right. it. They're a little more precise in that. Okay. Uh, I'm feeling the heat. Like I can feel the heat from it. It's a very, so, very long finish. Yeah. So it sits and it kind of raises up into my. Yeah. Your chrome dome's glistening now. Too. <laughs> you think so? That's <laughs> that's stress, David. That is not due to the bourbon. You're stressing me out. Uh, it's. I mean, it, it. The finish is definitely. Um, for me, this is like a cold winter's night kind of bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that that's warms, a good call. It goes, it goes, is, you can feel it in your, in your core. Yeah. For sure. I, you know, fire what, that's, pit. so fire pit, yeah, fire, right fire pit yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. there's something to that. Right. And it's, it's like a cold beer on a summer day. Right. Is good. Yep. And I'm wondering if some of these actually would taste different depending on the time of the year. So if I'm sitting up on the ski slopes, so. right. Yeah. After a long day, like that actually might taste really good to me because of the heat from it. But not sure about the metals, man. Still, metals, really? Yeah. Well, I'm not the you only one. That. I'm not getting that. I this mean, is I'm, one. I got. I got that metal. Thank you, yeah. Derek. I can. I Elton, can you always agree with David, so because he's always right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Alton. Thanks for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's not what walk. he said when you weren't here two weeks ago. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. All right. So this is one too. Uh, uh, you know, as we talked about different bourbons, like Angels Envy, good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really smooth. This is one if you're looking for a gift for somebody or some uh, that likes bourbon mm-hmm. and you're not sure where they're at on the scale, but you know they drink a lot of it. This is a pretty safe bet to say uh, if you drink a lot, you're going to like it. If you haven't tried it, you should. So I would put the yeah. rare breed on the list. Of, yeah. hmm. uh, how much is that a bottle, depending on how much I like them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I want to say it's in the $50 range. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think I might have. Pick this one for maybe just under fifty, like forty-five. Okay, so it doesn't include a tramp stamp, though. So it does mm. not include a tramp stamp. No, no. you would it's, never find it. It's a tramp got stamp a very aggressive-looking <laughs> turkey on it, though. Well, turkey. That'd this, be the kick and chicken. That would be the, the kick, kick and, and chicken. chicken. I like that. That should be a bourbon right there. Kick and chicken. Well, when you said like this is a fire pit, you know, uh, bourbon, I, I could see someone walking up to a fire pit group of people, yeah, and breaking that out and having this long conversation, yeah. Just about the taste. Yeah. I can't because believe I think you it don't like the it is, I mean, it is peppery. There's no doubt. It's, and I think maybe that's the metallic you're tasting is the pepper. But Could be. I mean, this is one. I go back to our buddy Shannon who was with us at Woodford Reserve when she first tasted it and her face turned inside out. Mm. Yep. Her head would pop off her body with this oh, one. Oh, yeah. She would be, she's already done with it, but she's yeah. really 
Did you just yeah. call Shannon a buddy? She is a buddy. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's talk about rarity. I'm going to go back to the Volkswagen bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the rarity of something like that and the appreciation of something that, that takes so long to pull together. What's your time frame? Oh, man, don't do that to me, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. If, if, let, let, let's do it. I'm going to create the Gantt chart let's do, on that well, one. Let's start, with, let's start with Tuesday. If money, Tuesday. If money and time <laughs> barriers were removed, how, how, or how, a much, job. how much time do you think? Well, that's it. Like If you had all the time and all the money, yeah. meaning and, remove all the barriers. And I'm doing all the work And myself. you're doing all the work yourself. What do you um, uh, gosh, if I was doing, I mean, it's not like one of those car shows where we've got 36 hours to remodel this. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Um, I'm going to say I could probably get it done in four months. Okay. Huh. And that, again, that's like full time, no job, lots of money. Yeah. Doing all the work myself. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, adding job and adding money to the, to the factor. So you're decomping this, aren't you? <laughs> Slowly. What, did, how much did Sarah pay you? <laughs> 2041. I promise not to tell her. Yeah. I promise not to tell her. <laughs> No, but like, what is probably for, for it's you three or four, and, and years. it's not to rush I mean, you. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want you to feel rushed. No, but no. Like, do you have something in mind where hmm. by this time, at a good pace, consistent? I'd, I would love to have it done in three years. Okay. Cool. What if the three of us helped you? Uh, it's kind of four, a solo. four. It's four kind years. Of a, <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the the last year to undo all this shit, Curtin did wrong. Um, hey, no, I, you know, if that me, would be the nicest looking inside. Yeah. I can tell you that. So here's the thing for me when it comes to working on those those things, I've got I've got one buddy who's kind of I'd my, be like, what's this nut for? Yeah, <laughs> optional. I've optional. got I've got um, one buddy who is kind of my my wrenching partner, mm-hmm. and um, we kind of. We we know how each other thinks on these kinds of things, and so we work really well together. Who's mm-hmm. that? Peter Brown. PB. Shout um, PB. Yeah. He'll shout never PB. listen to this because he doesn't drink, and he thinks anyways. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But shout PB. Yeah, shout PB. But in anyways, I think um, hey, don't the, put him on the shirt. The thing that <laughs> the thing that I do enjoy though is when people come and and just hang out and you know ask the questions and are interested and want to know how things work, and we'll drink a beer and just kind of. You know, keeping company yeah. while I'm working. So on. I'm not a car guy. So question yeah. for you, because like you know, trying to relate it to things that I enjoy, like woodworking. Mm-hmm. You know, usually in mm-hmm. woodworking, which you do as well, yeah, yeah. you can get to a stage in a project where you see progress. Right. When you got an engine torn apart and you're putting the carburetor back together, does that yeah. like is that like the same level of satisfaction when you're get it back together, but you can't actually test it because the engine's in a thousand pieces? I, you know, it's, it's definitely different. I yeah. mean, in my mind, woodworking, you're taking a raw material that, yeah. you know, looks like a tree yeah. and turning it into some kind of functional, you know, item. Um, with cars, for me, it's about um, problem solving. So if the engine's not running well, it's about digging in and figuring out why, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of what the four of us do professionally, but there's no timeline or budget attached to it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... For me, telling you you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. If you need it, call us. That's right. You um, don't. Have, you don't have timelines I or like budgets. Cars. I well, it. I mean, when it comes with when it comes to cars, yes, there's definitely a budget. But from a timeline perspective, I just to me, it's my stress release, and so yeah. that's good. I don't oh, care. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what I you're saying. I thought you were saying in work you have no timelines or oh, budgets. Oh no, that's all I have at work. <laughs> um, so, um, but no, it's it it's just it's different. It's yeah. different than woodworking. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. in woodworking, it's more about creating. Yeah. Whereas, um, to me, with the car stuff, it's always about the before and the after. Right? Okay. Like, 
you know, recreating yeah. almost. So. I can see, or like I said, I'm not a car guy, so I bet there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction when when you fire it up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if you're firing it without the seats in it, just to say, mm-hmm. oh my God, that Lots thing was in a fives. thousand pieces, yeah. and I put it back together, and that machine yeah. is working so you because want, of me. you want to be a car I guy. I do want to be a car yeah. guy. Well, my dad to, tried to help me be a car guy, but... We need to work on that, because I have a space for you to store cars and have fun so all right well my son sam is all up on it so all right porsche here we come here we go i like it i like it so who who derek you've got an air-cooled project yeah we do we've got a 78 uh uh super beetle convertible yep and um as i'm listening to you i'm thinking i don't i believe the expectation is shorter than three years Mm -hmm. i think i'm close to it um this summer we did you know all, all new brake lines and fuel lines um, it needs some body work and, um, I think it's, I think I want to get it back to perfect, but I, I, I it doesn't need to be perfect. It's right. not going to be a show car. Yep. Um, and it's given me the, 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 the good space to just put the music on. Yeah. You throw on some Grateful Dead, yeah. you get on the creeper, yep. roll onto the thing and just get lost for hours. Yeah. Um, easy to do. Yeah. And, but what's interesting is I was expecting, you know, kind of in the, in the, the rare breed um, theme. I was expecting it was going to be hard to find parts. Yeah, not so much. No, it's and I think the internet has made it so much easier to just instantly within days. Oh yeah, yeah. get access to you know rebuilds or um, you know OEM stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easy. Yeah, it's and they easy. made they made so hmm. many so many of those cars. Yeah, um, yeah, that they needed the parts out there. That's yeah. cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Well, all right, we started the clock. You got two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Wish yeah. Wish, yeah. Exactly. You're welcome, sir. And I think you need to call yeah. it Angel's Envy when you're done. And put Man, a tram maybe. stamp on it. And put, <laughs> put a tram <laughs> stamp right on the back of the thing. Jeez, that's, I love it. Kind of reminds me of the, the wing wall in Mooresville. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's right. Right. No, it, it does wall. actually, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, and this cool. is stored in the barn? Right now it's in our garage. Um, okay. I'm going to be pouring a... Um, kind of a three car pad in the barn here before too long that'll eventually get closed in oh, cool. <clears throat> and that'll be the that'll be the shop cool Dang. okay yeah. we, gotta re- awesome. we gotta record from the barn yeah oh, we'll be or in the this, bus right this we'll fall yeah. this fall in the, bus. Yeah. In, the bus. in the bus the bourbon loft three years from now mm-hmm. the bourbon loft we will definitely record okay there. i like it probably in the next few weeks honestly with the way the weather's going yeah no kidding so, love it yep love it. all right excellent guys uh love to the samplers tonight so we're gonna uh come back to them and pick our favorites well i guess they won't necessarily be our favorites but uh it's time for last call last call all right so david or not david who are you you're elton uh, no I'll you're be, not even elton i'll be derek <laughs> you're derek i'll play the role of derek <laughs> david's having a little problem over <laughs> I'm there sorry, I seized. <laughs> so derek from you we need a place yes I'm going to go... Oh, oh, hold on a second. Oh, all right, all right. My God, let me give the directions. I just want to get stuff done. Check it out for David, list. person, profession, and ethnicity from Mr. Elton. All right. Okay. I have a clarifying question. Okay. Is it a person or is it a profession? Let's go with person. Okay. Okay. Um, write it down or just give it to you? Uh, you can give it to me, and then I will um, okay. write it down. How's I'm going to do sound? Airport Lounge. David? John Travolta. That kind of screws it up a little bit, doesn't it? Well, let's just pretend he's 
Okay. Ethnicity. Portuguese. It's a P. It is a P. <laughs> You're so good. I thought we were committed to this, boys. Okay. <laughs> Was I supposed to do a P? All right. So you're in you're you're in the airport and your flight's delayed. Airport. airport. <laughs> you're in the airport. He was in Wisconsin this week. Kansas. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> Where's my I hate cheese? all of you. You're in the airport. Lounge. Yes. Lounging? Yep. I'm going to add a little little piece onto this. In the 1970s, you're mm. delayed. And you're with John Travolta, who in that day was Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in the 70s. He converted in the 80s. Was he still a great, dan- oh. was he still a great dancer? Yeah, he was a dancer. Okay. Yeah. Peak. Yeah. I think we've learned a little bit about the order of these questions. Yeah, I didn't do so well with the Mad Lib tonight, so sorry. So you're in the airport lounge in with John Travolta. Portuguese version. Who's Portuguese at the time, 1970s. What's your last call? Nope. And why? I'm like I three years old. <laughs> How does this even? Ah, shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. This was an epic fail. <laughs> Just go with it. Come All on. Right. Why does it have to be so perfect? Right, so I'm buying, we're buying drinks for For God's sake, John? we were talking about Ben Franklin with a bow tie last week. Oh, Thomas no. It was Jefferson. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Do you listen to these podcasts? I don't, no. <laughs> Major difference between the two of those guys. So anyways, right. we're, we're buying. All right. I'm going to buy John, John Travolta. A Portuguese John Travolta, <laughs> a bourbon in. An airport lounge in the 1970s. Yes. All right. I am buying John Travolta Angel's Envy mm. because of the wings in the back of the bottle remind me of the movie Michael that he, <laughs> that he was in. Holy cow. You made that connection. Right? That's, that's pretty phenomenal. I cannot breathe. If I could throw this mic off but, the table, I would But here's it. the thing. It's the 1970s, so I don't think he was in that movie yet. Say, so you would say, this John, would be, I don't think you know what this means yet. I will be yet, the inspiration but. for his... Wow. Epic theatrical <laughs> Sorry. delivery. Yes. That's hilarious. All right. There you so go. Angel I'm Angel Lambie. Okay. David. Rare breed all day long. Because? He's Portuguese. Can, handle, that, the, can handle the spice, the flavor, the boldness. He will be mm. all about the rare breed. All right. Unlike some people from Wisconsin. Alton, what do you think? I, you know what? I think I would be like three years old when I'm buying him this drink. So I'm trying to get my re- milk, please. Uh, of these, uh, with my boy John, I'll probably pick up a few dance moves. That's a wand. That's a wand. Wand Tavola. I think I might actually step out and go with the bullet. So my uh, my desire there would be to... Rock his socks and let him uh, get a little dancing going on uh, and get the hell out of my, my way so I could have a nice drink of mm. rare breed. Excellent. <laughs> so that's a bait and switch. A bait it's and a switch. bait and switch. Yeah. I like it. And you, Kurt. Right, I, I, I made up this stupid story. So <laughs> Yes, you did. I probably would go with, um, I would go with rare breed. Of course you will. Only because... A Portuguese John Travolta is definitely a rare breed. Absolutely. So. There you go. <laughs> that was good, Kurt. I'd have nice. to go that, that direction. That was good. I like it. I like it. You're not drinking it with him. Hell like, no. Oh, this so, tastes like metal. I'd be like, here, this is for you, but I'm going to have this. I'm still shocked you don't like it. Whatever. All right. Well, we got to work on the last call a little bit. But, yeah. gentlemen, <laughs> uh, it's been a great evening. Good to see everybody again. Yeah, everybody has safe travels. We will be back together soon. Yeah. Uh, for now. Sounds good. Bourbon on. Bourbon on. Bourbon on. Bourbon on.